Radio. The Journey with Dave and Dodsey, an initiative of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and Pulse 94.1. It's now time for The Journey with Dodsey and Dave. G'day listeners, welcome to The Journey. I'm Dave. And I'm Dodsey. Great to see you again, Grant. The Winter Olympics, mate, they're done and dusted. Mm. Probably not the best in terms for Australia medals not that many but what an amazing spectacle it was mate you're not wrong there dave look they can still hold their heads high i just can't believe some of those sports absolute craziness luge half pipe (laughs) ski jumpers look i don't know if these guys are brave or mad those olympians but it was fun to watch some of it that's for sure anyway how's your week been dave i've had a great week a busy week as usual back doing scripture teaching doing a couple of classes this year so really enjoying it Mm. The thing I really love is that my mother has come on as a helper as well. So it makes things so much easier and so much more enjoyable. So it's going to be a great year. Yeah, good stuff. Well, another cracker of a show lined up for this week, Dodsey. Great music. Inputs from Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. Sister Hilda Scott from the Abbey. The Parolas, they'll be back with their marriage tips. And Trish McCarthy will be in the mix too with her milk and honey segment. Mm -mm. Well, over to you, Dodsey. How's your week been, mate? Well, it's been great so far, Dave, but I'll tell you what's going to get even better. Straight after this, I'm heading up to Warrenora to Prince Edward Park for our three-monthly sports day where we all get together as mates and families, play a bit of sport, knock a ball around, get some leather on Willow, do a bit of fishing. <laughs> Sounds good. A bit of chin wagging. Cool. You know, it's just a real good community spirit. I love doing it. Anyway, come on, let's get into the show. Too much to listen to for me to keep babbling on. Yeah, as you said, Dodsey, all of our regular contributors will be having something to say. And in amongst that will be an interview I did with Robert Falzon, founder of the Men Alive movement. And it was at a recent function he spoke at. I tell you what, he's an amazing guy and a regular contributor to our show. It was just great catching up with him and meeting him for the first time. Can't wait. Let's get into it. Faith, hope, love and life. You're tuned to The Journey. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. Our scripture reflection today focuses not on the Gospel reading, but on the first reading from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 49, verses 14 to 15. Can a mother forget her baby, a woman, a child in her womb? Even if these forget, I will never forget you. Have you ever noticed how mothers have an unparalleled capacity to love? No matter how tough a job she has raising her children, A mother will pour herself into it with all her heart. She is always worried about the welfare of her children. She makes countless sacrifices for them. She is committed to forming her children and teaching them how to live. She tirelessly defends them, no matter what threats may come their way. No wonder the prophet in today's first reading uses the vocation of motherhood to illustrate God's love for us. We're so used to thinking of God as our Heavenly Father, but it's good to be reminded how much women especially mothers, reflect God's goodness, love and devotion as well. Every time we see a mother comforting her child, we can get a glimpse of the way God wants to comfort us. Every time we see a mother staying up all night with a sick child, we can remember God's promise to carve us in the palm of his hand. Whenever we see a mother worrying about choices her adult children are making, we can recall Jesus' words, How many times I yearn to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. Every time we see a mother giving her child advice or correction, we should think about the psalmist's prayer. Your hands made me and fashioned me. Give me insight to learn your commands. 
It's impossible to say where the world would be without a mother's love, and it's just as hard to imagine where we would be without our loving God. So every time you think of your mother today, think about God and rejoice in the love that surrounds you. Let our prayer today be, Here I am, God. I am so grateful to be your child. I'm Jude Hennessy, producer of The Journey. The Journey with Dodzy and Dave. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. There's a particular saint who lived in France, oh, I think around the 1700s. Like a lot of missionaries, his big work was spreading the love of the Father to, to everybody, and but particularly to the disadvantaged, to the peasants of the time. To encourage the people, particularly the peasants, in their pursuit of this love, to find tangible expression to it, he invited them to build a Calvary scene. There happened to be a very rocky hill close by. For 18 months, the peasants built a Calvary scene, a huge cross, in fact, three crosses. Now, when the time came for the official opening, the government of the time got wind of it. And the day before the official opening, word was sent to this saint that the Calvary scene was to be destroyed. Can you imagine what that was like? That wasn't all about just rocks. That was about people's hearts, about their hopes, about their faith, and it was going to be destroyed. This saint gathered them together and said to them, Yes, we've built a Calvary of rocks, but let's now build a Calvary in our hearts that can't be destroyed. There's the invitation for us this week. Let's build a Calvary in our heart that can't be destroyed. You know that Calvary where words of forgiveness were spoken? That Calvary where you and I were saved? Let's build that in our heart. When something horrible happens this week, remember, you're building a Calvary in your heart. And when you tell God about it, you're saving it, like you do on a computer, saving it to the great love of the Father. That was Sister Hilda from the beautiful Jamboree Abbey. It was a great message on how we need to keep Calvary in our hearts. Love having her on the show every week. I'm sure Grant does as well. Well, Lent is upon us. Grant, what are you doing to get yourself ready for the Easter season? Mate, I'm going to just start by reflecting on what it's all about and really remember the reason for, for the season and then just increase my prayer life even more because, you know, it can never be too much and just get up into the reflection room at home and spend, you know, great quality time with God every day. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. It's encouraged that we eat a rainbow of colour in regards to our food. The various colours of our natural food have a specific purpose in our bodies. Not only do I try and eat a rainbow of colour on any one day, but every now and then, maybe once a month, I throw in a colour day. Put simply, if I want to cleanse my body, I'll tackle the challenge of having a green day, whereby the majority of the foods I consume are green. Green salad filled with baby spinach, steamed broccoli, avocado, pumpkin seeds. Or a green vegetable soup with leeks, broccoli, zucchini, celery. 
These can be so delicious. Another day might be purple, comprising of eggplant, berries, grapes, purple cabbage and the like. You get the idea. A key point to remember is to keep it as fresh and natural as possible. Maybe the symbolism of the rainbow God showed Noah in the Old Testament can be extended into our everyday lives, living close to or under God's promise to take care of us body, mind and spirit. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Now, as promised, here's a little interview Big Dave did with Men Alive's Robert Falzon. What did you talk about, mate? Interesting guy indeed, Dodsey. He told me about his life, a mm. little bit about his history as well as a businessman, the ups and downs that happened throughout his life and when he thought that he'd hit rock bottom and how he came back to his faith even stronger than ever. It's just a great chat, mate. All right, let's hear that chat, eh? Here we go. Robert Falzon from Men Alive, thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you. Well, we're at um, a Men Alive movement, I suppose you could say, seminar, meeting, however you want to describe it. We can still hear some of the fellows at the back. It's just completed. Wow, what a great morning to spend with you and 90 other men of faith. Can you first up, Robert Falzon, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, David. Thank you. Uh, great to be here with these guys. Such an exciting spirit. And the bishop was here and men from other denominations. Such a joy to be here. About me, I'm a, I'm a businessman, a married man, I'm a father, a Catholic man, um, uh, and I worked for many years in business and now I'm working as a full-time uh, lay minister of the Good News in the Catholic Church. Tell us about your first encounter and what you would describe as profound experience with Jesus. Yeah, I was about 16 years of age. I was in church. Um, the minister was preaching, uh, preaching about this Jesus in a way that he knew him, uh, that he was personal and real and, uh, and uh, interested in his life. And it was like a shock to me. I didn't realize that, that religion was about that. Uh, I thought religion was about rules and regulations and, and making sure you kept the commandments and you didn't get, you didn't go to hell. And then this guy was telling me that, the, that my religion, my faith was about an encounter and a relationship with the person of Jesus Christ. It changed my life. If you don't mind, can you please add to that Eros and the fishing boat analogy? I think it ties in beautifully. Yeah, so one of the things that, I, uh, that I'm big on is that we all have this, this indestructible, invisible power and source of life within us. Uh, and and uh, what we have to do as men is try and find a way to release that. Now, the, the, the name for the, the fire is Eros. We, all, we often think that's about passion. It is about passion, but it's about this fire. And... Um, what we do with this fire, because it causes us to get into trouble in life, it leads us into places we shouldn't go and don't want to go, uh, what we do is we quarantine the, uh, the fire. We put it in a box, tidy little box, lock it up with a key, stick it in our, in our secret spot and don't let it get unruly and then we live as good Christian men but we, we lack that spark. We live sort of lukewarm, tame, insipid, domesticated, civilised, uh, ordinary, mediocre, wide road lives. It's like the boat. It's like the boat that Jesus come to the shore of Galilee and uh, Peter and James and John and Andrew had just finished fishing. They'd been fishing all night. They'd caught nothing. They were buggered. They'd cleaned their nets. They'd folded them up. They're all nice and tidy. And then Jesus gets into their boat and messes it all up. He tips their, boat, he tips their lives upside down. He doesn't let them get comfortable. He doesn't let them go and be dejected. He gets in their boat. He preaches the good news of life of the joy of the gospel, and then he says these incredible words to Peter, push out into the deep. 
and put your nets on the other side for a catch. Peter knows the, the wide road answer. I've been fishing all night. It's too hard. Uh, I'm not going back out there. I just cleaned the nets. What are you asking me to do to get them dirty again? You know, like this, this just smashing his comfort zone. And um, so what he does, he does the miraculous thing. He does the brave, courageous, eros thing. He says, because you say so, I will. And he gets, gets his nets, puts them on the other side, and the boat's so full, so full of fish, you know, like our, our churches and our, our parishes and our, and our, and our ministries, uh, so full, so full of the presence of fish uh, that we have to call other parishes and other ministries and other churches to come join us to fill up their boats with the fish that's, that's there. And then, um, uh, and then Peter gets on his knees in the boat and says, Master, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. And Jesus doesn't worry about his sin. He says, today, today, Simon, I'm going to call you Peter, changes his name and gives him a new job. He says, you were a fisher of fishes, a fisher, a fisher of perch, but now you're going to be a fisher of men. And that's what drove me. That's what drove me. I, I want to be a fisher of men. Tell us about the Men Alive movement, how it all began and what it means to you. Yeah, sitting in church one day, uh, looking around during what, what I could say was a not-so-brilliant homily, uh, and what I saw was uh, the question I was going to give the next period of my life to, in fact, the last 11 years to, and that is this question, where are all the men? In our congregation, in my local church, uh, women outnumber the men three to one. Uh, all the women have got grey hair, men have got grey hair and some got no hair. There's almost nobody under the age of 45 in church, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, what happened? Where do they go? Why aren't they here? And I dedicated my life to that. I uh, started a work called Men Alive. Uh, it's a work at the local church, the local level, rather than at the national or regional level, although we're a national ministry. But we work in local parishes, local regions mostly. And we work with men trying to use language that men get rather than religious language. We use real life human language, life application language. And um, we speak to them about the things that matter their marriages, their children, their workplace, being grandparents, what, what is their identity and purpose in life, trying to deal with the things that matter for men's lives. In closing, Robert Falzon from the Men Alive movement, what advice would you give to anyone who's listening at the moment? Maybe they're struggling in life or you've started to fan the flames for them. Well, how many hours have you got? <laughs> In the, last, in the last 11 years, we've been to 25 regions, 195 churches, and spoken to 12,000 men. Overwhelmingly, the, the depth of a man's heart desires to be useful, desires to make a difference. When they're young, 13, 14, 15, they dream that maybe they could change the world. Maybe they could be the one that could make a difference. But life has a way of defeating us. Life is hard, and we, we are not all that we thought we could be. We sort of resign to the mediocre. We, we do things that we don't want to do. We say things that we shouldn't say. We look at things that we shouldn't look at. And then what happens is we get defeated. So we say, well, I'll just settle for something small rather than something big. My encouragement, my challenge, uh, my desire and dream for the men of Australia would be that we would not be intimidated by our brokenness and our sin, by our weakness and our tendencies but we would have faith and trust in an almighty, powerful, wonderful, passionate, magnificent God that they could use all of us, including our brokenness, all of our, all of our being, including our weakness, uh, for good. That we could make a difference 
in the world and our churches this day. Today, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Robert Falzon, thank you for your time today. It's my pleasure, David. Thank you. Well, Grant, what do you reckon? You know I'm always looking for your approval. Do you like the interview? <laughs> Not bad, Dave. Don't want to give you too big a rap. No, no, listen, mate, it was great. And it sounds like the Middle Live Breggy they ran recently and the weekends they run around the country are awesome too. Yeah, too true, Dodsey. It's one of those movements that's really challenging men to become strong witnesses to their faith and be serious about being forces for good in churches, families and the world. And I experienced that firsthand by attending. Yeah, it was a good interview, mate, and you're a good guy. Well done. I know. Faith, hope, love and life. You're on The Journey. You're listening to The Journey. Music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. The Journey with Dodsey and Dave. Inspiring you to dream is Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. I had a couple of hours free last week and decided to take Rosemary, my wife, to the movies. When we looked up the movies on the net, there seemed to be a huge array of movies to watch. Uh, and this didn't make it any easier to choose what to go and see. I asked Rosemary what she wanted to go and see and she browsed and I browsed what there was. And well, there were so many things on, but sometimes you just got to be in the right mood to see the right kind of movies. I like to go and see action movies. Rosemary likes to go and see romance movies. Now that's not particularly strange, is it? So we had a quick look, but there was nothing that really whet our appetite. We remembered that friends had recommended one of the movies, but those friends didn't always like the same movies as us, so that wasn't really super helpful. Although we really wanted to go to the movies, we just reached a stalemate in choosing the movie. As we don't go all that often, we didn't want to just settle for anything. When you make choices in life, what process do you use? Do you allow your emotions and feelings to lead your decision? Do you like to try something out like checking out the trailer? Do you ask for advice and consider the opinions of others? A simple decision like choosing a movie brought all those things into play. But we follow similar steps when we make bigger decisions, don't we? As Christian people, we are never alone in our decision making, big or small. We can always place our decisions before Jesus each day in prayer. Now, because that movie date was more about time with my wife, Rosemary, than me, I let her let me choose the movie. It was great. Hey, why don't you join me uh, at thecatholicguy.com where you'll be inspired to dream. You're listening to The Journey with Dodsey and Dave. And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, Here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. Many people think that the key to a successful marriage is finding the right person. Clearly, there is some common sense in this notion. After all, having someone who shares your beliefs and values, has similar interests, and is a person of virtue and integrity all makes marriage a whole lot easier. However, for many, this compatibility test sets up an unhelpful mindset. The reality is that every intimate relationship be it a marriage, family life or close friends, will challenge us. Marriages that last do so not because there's an absence of incompatibility, but rather because they successfully navigate it. Most times, when we find ourselves in places of disagreement, the marriage is not failing. Rather, it is just doing what it's supposed to do, helping us to grow. Growth doesn't happen without a measure of pain, self-denial and hard work. That's the nature of growth, it stretches us. 
Of course, this is not the same as saying that marriage is supposed to be painful. But where did it ever say that marriage was going to be completely painless? When we have a belief that successful marriage is all about finding the right one, the perfect soulmate, the inevitable arguments will naturally lead us to conclude that we made a mistake, that we chose the wrong person. In fact, it is far more likely that this perfectly good marriage is just helping us to grow. This mindset is ultimately self-centred, and love generally, and marriage specifically, is an exercise in other-centredness. If we approach each other with a mindset of judging whether this person is the right one for me, we become a critical consumer rather than a giver of self. A bigger and better question, again both before and after marriage, is am I becoming the right person for you? If both a husband and wife live their life with this mindset, then marriage becomes much, much easier. We're Byron and Francine Parola. For more tips on relationship, visit smartloving.org. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. That was Byron and Francine Parola with their tips for smart loving and great marriages. And Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy, with his message about making decisions. Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. One of the great stories in Jesus' life was early in his ministry when he was calling people to come follow him. Two of these guys, Andrew and James, were walking behind Jesus. I guess they were curious to see where he was going and what he was doing. After all, a great prophet, John the Baptist, had just said publicly that Jesus is the one we've all been waiting for. So at one point, Jesus stops. He turns around and he asks them, what are you looking for? What a fantastic question. It's the perfect question. How often do we end up in a bad situation, down a bad track, and we ask ourselves, how on earth did I get here? What we search for, we will find. So in your decisions today, what are you looking for? Are you looking for money? Are you looking for acceptance? Are you looking for fun? Are you looking for God? I pray that we would become aware of the things that drive us so that we can live with passion, and with purpose. God bless. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. That was Pete Gilmore. Look, I love having his regular inputs on the show. Now, Dave, have you got a big week ahead, mate? Well, I have to a degree. What I've noticed is I fill my days up and the weeks just fly by. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that actually, mate. And what about yourself, Grant? What's happening for you? Too much, so much, too much to mention here, that's for sure. Look, one thing is for sure though, on next week's show we're going to do it all again. Great music, interviews and inputs from our awesome presenters. Too right, Grant. Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy, Sister Hilda with her wisdom from the Abbey, Trish McCarthy with her milk and honey segment and of course the Parolas will keep those smart, loving tips coming for great marriages. Thanks for joining us here on The Journey. It's all about faith, hope, love and life. And remember, have Have yourselves a great week. The Journey is produced by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong in cooperation with Pulse 94.1 and edited by Jude Hennessy and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the Bishop. You have been listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey on cradio.org.au. You can listen into the journey in Wollongong by tuning in to Pulse 94.1 on Sundays from 11am to 12pm or Wednesdays from 10 to 11pm. 
and you can tune in from anywhere else in the world through the Pulse 94.1 website or streaming on Cradio on Sundays from 8 till 9pm. To find all the episodes of The Journey and for more shows, talks and interviews, visit cradio.org.au.